Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandy. Today we're going to take up the question, why man? Why are we here? There was a time when angels rebelled against God, one third of them, but two thirds stayed with God and a split occurred. God has put us here to reconcile that whole thing and show man that from the very beginning, God was right. More than that, to even show Satan God was right in making that choice. Let's go to the Word of God together. This will be fascinating. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. It is great to have you here today. Uh, you know, one of my things that God has given to me and one of the great desires of my pastoring I did this is my desire to take the Word of God and make it simple. And I mean, things that we think are so complicated, I love to get into those things. And finally, when I see the revelation, I was like, oh my God, that's so simple. And this is just a gift I have. And so I love to do this. I love to hear testimonies from mothers and fathers who would tell me, my kids sit here and they love your teaching. Well, if I can appeal to an eight-year-old, I can certainly appeal to an adult. And, uh, you know, the Bible itself, Old Testament, New Testament, was not written on some high level for highly educated people. In fact, I took Greek in the, in the, in the Greek. There was, there was three or four types of Greek back there before Koine Greek was created. There was Homeric Greek and classical Greek and Attic Greek. And these are for the higher ranking people. I mean, those educated, but the people, the streets, there need to be something there. And Alexander the Great actually created the Greek language because when he conquered the world, he wanted a language that was easy to teach easy for people to grab and understand, and it became known as a street-level uh, street Greek. Koine means common, common Greek. And so this is what it was, almost written on the same as a third, fourth grade level to where, we, like when you read the newspaper, it's not written for the educated, it's written for the masses. And that's what God wanted, was book for the masses. Anybody could come. And so in doing so, that's what I see. The Word of God needs to be made simple, 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 to where, again, if a kid can get it, an, an adult can get it. And so I wrote a book, and I'm going to be teaching a little bit out of that today, called Why Man is why is what I'm teaching today. But Theology Simplified is the book that I have. Theology Simplified simply is eight different areas, such as reconciliation, glorification, justification, these types of words that seemingly we, we spin into outer space when we hear these terms, but they're really theological terms that people use, and this found in the New Testament. But again, it may sound like complicated words, but the meanings are so simple, a fool couldn't err in it. So again, this is what I'm offering today, and I want you to be sure to have a copy, and uh, you'll be blessed by it. Psalm 8 is where I want to begin, because I want to talk about why have we been placed here? Why is man even on the earth today? The earth got along fine for probably billions or millions of years without man being here, and then God placed man here for a reason. And in Psalm 8, we take a look at verses 5 through 7. Even Adam was placed here for this reason. Adam failed, but we have now been given back that position in Adam through Jesus Christ to fulfill what God wanted to do in Adam. In Psalm 8, verses 5 through 7, David says, when I consider your heavens, he had to be a shepherd at the time, probably laying on his back at night, looking up at the sky, and you know, there was no lights of cities around, and so again, just incredible gorgeousness of the universe. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon, the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of? In other words, why in the world did you create man, and why do you even think about him, and the son of man? 
man that you would visit him. I want you to notice what is man that you're mindful of him. The man here singular is Adam and Eve that were placed here. What was man that you're mind? What were you thinking when you made him? But then it goes on to say the offspring of man that you would visit him. Jesus Christ came to visit the offspring of Adam on this earth many, many thousands of years later. And then it comes back to why God made man at all. You've made him a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor. The Hebrew word for angels here is the word uh, Elohim. And again, I, I see what you're saying about this, but again, People say, well, what God said, I made man a little lower than God. That is true. But really what it's saying here, he did make him lower than the angels. There is God, there's man, but between God and man is an, is a group called angels, which by creation are higher than man. You say, well, if it's the word, you know, Elohim, that must be God. Well, they are made as God's beings. I agree that, but this verse is also brought out in the New Testament. In the opening of the book of Hebrews, this verse is quoted and the Greek word is Angelos, which means angel, angel, nothing but an angel. And it's simply pointing out that God made something lower than angels to settle something in this earth. It goes on to say in the next verse, you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. God created man on this earth by creation, man is lower than angels, but by position, man was placed here as higher than angels. God didn't put angels on this earth and then give them dominion over all the works of his hands, except for one. That was Lucifer. But Lucifer fell before God put Adam on this earth and God placed Adam on this. It had to be this. Satan, after he fell, became Satan from Lucifer, was cast back down to the earth. He was here from the beginning. When God made him, he put him on the earth and the earth was made to be the closest to heaven as possible. You know, it's the only, heaven is the only place that has trees and rivers and all, and mountains and things like that that we have covered with tree, all the different vegetation, the water, all the things that are there, life. And it's the only planet. And so God took a look at earth and made it in the likeness of heaven. Earth looks like heaven. So he placed Lucifer here because he was the highest ranking of the highest ranking angels. The highest ranking angels are cherubs. And God made him the chief, the covering, the cherub that covers. In other words, you had dominion over all the high ranking angels, all the angels below them. Lucifer was the highest ranking angels of them all. The highest ranking of the highest ranking angels. There was the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and Lucifer, and then all angels under that. But when God came back after the fall of Lucifer, and this earth was wrapped up in darkness and chaos and ice for years. The, the waters around the earth froze. And then in verse two of Genesis, verse one was the ancient earth. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Number, verse number two, and the earth became without form and void. And so then dark God came along and recreated the earth, restored the earth, and he brought back Eden, which had been there before. We're told in Ezekiel, that's the place where Lucifer reigned from. You have been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. You had dominion over the earth, but now you've lost that dominion over the earth. And I'm going to put something here. And Lucifer must have waited a long time. Satan must have waited a long time to see what God would place here. He probably already had it in his mind. Maybe it's going to be one of the archangels of heaven. Maybe he's going to put Michael here. I know Michael. Michael wasn't placed there. And whenever God through, got through creating and the last day, the last thing he made was Adam and placed him here. Lucifer must have looked at that guy and said, well, he looks kind of like an angel, but there's no wings on him. But then he found out something the guy couldn't fly. The guy couldn't teleport somewhere else. 
Angels have the ability to be here and then suddenly disappear and go someplace else. And it could be to the ends of the universe. Angels don't travel at the speed of light. They travel at the speed of thought. They just think it and they're there. You know what the speed of thought means? It doesn't matter the distance. The time is the same. Immediate. So whether you travel 50 feet or 50 million light years, it's the same amount of time you're there. But this guy had to put one foot in front of the other. The guy was weak. He didn't have all the strength of angels, but God said, here's the thing. I've made him below your level, but I've given him dominion over you. In other words, man is created below the level of angels, but by authority, he was given power over angels. And oh, it must have frosted him big. Why did you do that? Here's the point. The reason why God placed man on this earth was because there was a division of the angels. Whenever Lucifer fell, one third of the angels decided to go with him. God gave angels on that day a one-shot chance to stay with him or go. And he said to all the angels, if you want to go with him, go with him. If you want to stay with me, you stay with me. And they had their own choice. This is the time they could take their own will and use it against God. They'd never had an opportunity because the one they followed was Lucifer. Lucifer was always following God. So to follow Lucifer was to follow God. Now Lucifer rebelled and said, there's a split in heaven. And God says, fine, tell you what, you follow which one you want. You want to go with him, go with him. Stay. You want to stay here, stay with me. But once you make that choice, you can't cross over. It's an eternal decision. You choose to go with him. And one day you decide you want to come back. You cannot come back. You decide to stay with me. And after a while, I think, well, I wonder what would happen if I went over here and you try to go over here. You can't do that. Once you make the choice, it is eternal. A one time eternal decision. One third of the angels went with Lucifer. Two thirds stayed with God. And when those one third that rebelled left heaven and were cast to the earth beneath, and they followed after Lucifer before they were cast out, God had to have told them one thing. One day I'll show you I was right. One day I'm going to tell you I told you so. And that didn't occur until Jesus Christ was three days and three nights in the heart of the earth and went and visited a place called Tartarus where those angels had been bound under there that fell with Lucifer. And the, and the book of Peter tells us he made a proclamation to them. And that proclamation had to be, I told you one day you were wrong. And this is the day where I showed you I'm giving man back the position he had in the garden. Anyone who accepts me is going to stand in the place of Adam. Adam came and failed. I am the last Adam who came and succeeded. And if anyone be in Christ, he's a brand new creation. And now when anybody believes in me, any of these people around here believe on me, even though right now they are in Adam, you're born in Adam because he fell, all mankind fell. Lucifer thought he had power, dominion over the entire earth. But when God prophesied, on that day, when God began to put, you know, he said to the woman, this is the curse on you. This is the curse on man. This is the curse on you, Satan. You'll crawl in this earth as a serpent. He simply said this at the end. He says, but there's going to come the seed of the woman. And that had to spring in the mind of Satan himself, who thought, oh, I see. The one that's going to have to redeem them will have to be human born. Speed, the speed, and that's why from that time on, he monitored carefully who might be coming. Whenever Moses was born in this earth, he tried his best to kill all the children to get that seed that was eventually going to bring the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ was born, Herod tried to kill all the children to try to get to the one that was the uh, redeemer of all mankind, one that was born king of the Jews. And so again, because of that, here's why God did it. God put a man on this earth, man failed in Adam, were born in Adam, were born under that curse, but Jesus Christ came as the last Adam to redeem us. Now by accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're in Adam, you die in Adam, 
but you're reborn into the Lord Jesus Christ. And the moment that happens, now you stand in one who has dominion over the works of Satan again, just like Adam did. You're placed back in that same position. This is the purpose, what I call the angelic conflict. Man was placed on this earth to settle the conflict between the fallen angels and the elect angels and to show them once and for all, Jesus Christ was right for kicking you out of heaven. Jesus Christ was right for sentencing you to the lake of fire one of these days forever and forever. And even though it's taken some 2000 years since the cross, it simply comes down to this, Satan is already a convicted felon. He just hasn't been put in prison yet. And so the announcement has been given, the sentence has been passed, but the coming of that sentence, the actual fulfillment of that sentence will not happen until Satan is bound in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. And then one day after that, stand before the a great white throne judgment, he elect angels, all demons, all uh, antichrist, all those, and, and will all be thrown into the lake of fire forever and forever. And we will rule and reign with Jesus Christ also from that time forever and forever. You are here. And depending each day, even as a Christian, who you follow, you're following after God, you can follow after Satan for a moment. He simply says this, you're here for one purpose, and that's to settle the conflict between the fallen angels, to settle the conflict and show all of mankind and all of all creation, God was right when he sent Jesus Christ into this earth who died for us to give us eternal life. Wow, this is just good stuff. I'll see you right after the break. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Using straightforward vocabulary and down to earth examples, Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts, essential for all believers to understand, Come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. This understanding will allow you to walk in more maturity and stability in your Christian life. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. Welcome back. Glad that you're here. For those of you, again, maybe you're watching for the first time today and you're kind of going, where is all this stuff coming from? It's coming from the Word of God. And as again, to help you understand why you're here, God's position He has for you, and to understand something, really what sets you free is the blood of Jesus Christ that gets you born again. But after that, what keeps you free and even keeps you growing is God's Word. The main object of your faith as a sinner is Jesus Christ. But the main object after you receive Jesus uh, the main option of your faith after that is the word of God. So for the sinner, the object 
to get saved is to accept Jesus Christ. For the Christian, the object for maturity, growing up, becoming a disciple is faith in God's word. And so for those of you that like to become a partner with me, I would love to have you become a partner with me. Simply go to my website, bobyandian.com. You'll find a place there where you can become a partner with me in this ministry and uh, to help spread the teaching of the word of God so people can understand who they are in Jesus Christ. Go to my website, bobyandian.com. You'll find a place there to become a partner with me. Thank you. I appreciate you like I appreciate the thousands that are already uh, working with me in this ministry by financial support and also prayer each and every month. Thank you again. Satan was first created as Lucifer, called the anointed cherub that covers. Notice this, he was a cherub, but he's called the anointed cherub, meaning the highest ranking cherub, cherubs of the highest ranking angels in heaven. God is called the God that dwells between the cherubim. And so his throne is surrounded by cherubs. Cherubs never leave heaven. All right, around them are seraphim. Cherubs have two wings. Seraphim have six wings and they fly continually through heaven. The cherubs stay there and the uh, seraphim stay there. Underneath that are the rank and file angels that come down to the earth, stay here. We have underneath them the ruling angels uh, beyond them that actually run, run God's armies. And even Jesus Christ is called the captain of the Lord's hosts. And he is the one who's in charge of all the angelic armies of heaven. Satan tried to overthrow God's throne throne. It happened by, again, him taking pride in himself and pride in what he had and thinking because of his wealth. It says because of your uh, gold and silver and all the things that you have control over here, they have filled the midst of you with violence and you've sinned against God. Satan tried to overtake God's throne. He failed, but he still continued to challenge God. Satan coerced and took one third of the angels with him. And God told Satan and the fallen angels he would one day prove he was right and say, I told you so. And of course, we're going to quote that verse of scripture here coming up quickly in the books of Second Peter. God told Satan and the fallen angels he would one day prove he was right. God judged and destroyed all earth's life and systems, leaving only Satan and demons on this earth. And so during that time, the whole earth was covered in darkness covered with ice, covered with water. And so in, in verse two of chapter one of Genesis, the Holy Spirit began to brood over the entire earth. It's much like a, 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 a hen laying on eggs. The warmth of the Holy Spirit began to melt all the ice that was around here. Land came up again. The waters that were here receded under the earth and left, but they still left giant seas here on the earth. There's probably more water under the earth than there is on top of the earth. And so during the time when the flood came and uh, during uh, the time, time of Noah is that the waters came from above and also came up from underneath. So God judged and destroyed all life and systems, leaving only Satan and demons. And then God started all over again with Adam and Eve. And guess who was there to watch and to observe? Satan. That's why God told him to subdue the earth, take it over. Why? Because there's something on the earth that needed to be subdued. And guess who had authority over Satan to subdue him? It was Adam. It was Eve. But of course they failed. And of course, they were deceived by Lucifer, deceived by Satan. And so they gave way to him and in essence, turned this earth over to Satan by doing that. And Satan even said to Jesus, if you follow me, I'll give it to you. He had every right to do so. Adam and Eve turned the authority of the earth over to him. I like to think of it this way. God owns the earth, but Satan has a lease on it. And just like somebody that has a lease on an apartment in a building in this entire universe, Satan has a lease on this earth, but one day his lease is going to come to an end and God is not going to renew it. Satan will be kicked clean off the planet. 
all the demons. We can't clean off the planet, fallen angels, antichrist, the false prophet, the beast, all religion, all sinners will be removed from the earth. And finally, the last thing, when Jesus comes back to rule and reign on the earth, the curse that was placed here at the time of Adam will be removed and the trees will clap their hands. The oceans will clap their hands and rejoice at the coming of the king on that day. So man is the pawn between the elect angels and the fallen angels and here to do one thing, to prove that God was right. An inferior creation to angels, that's man. We're inferior in wisdom to angels. We're inferior in knowledge to angels, especially we're inferior in strength. The Bible talks about angels because they excel in strength. We do not have that type of strength. But listen, right now, positionally, we are above angels, but by creation, we're below them. But one day by creation, we'll be uh, equal to them when we have a resurrection body. The nature of the flesh will be taken from them. And again, we are an inferior to to the angels in wisdom and knowledge and strength, but yet God has given us dominion over them. This is what he told us, that God gave us dominion over the angels. Man was given a choice as the angels were given. And each time a person chooses for God, it's another nail in Satan's coffin. So what does God ask us to do? What is the major thing that God has asked us to do? He's given us the Great Commission. The Great Commission literally existed in the Old Testament. The purpose of Israel was to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Isaiah 52, 7 tells us how lovely on the mountains are the feet of them that bring glad tidings of peace. Notice what's connected with the gospel, the feet. And it says the feet bring the glad tidings. Well, glad tidings is the Hebrew for the New Testament, good news. What was the purpose of Israel? To take the good news. What was the good news? What Abram found was that faith in God, it was accounted to him for righteousness. They were to take the name of the Lord and preach simple salvation through faith. And we find it happening throughout the Old Testament. And so uh, just as Jonah went to the city of Nineveh, rebelled trying to not go there, you know why he didn't want to go there? He told God in chapter four of his book, he said, I didn't want to preach this because I knew they would get saved. Your plan is so simple. These people get saved and I don't want them to get saved. He hated Nineveh. He hated the people of Nineveh and did not want to preach the gospel. So he walked through the streets yelling one thing, repent, repent. And guess what they did? From the king down to the peasants in the streets by the thousands, they accepted the the Lord and God's sentence against Nineveh was stayed off to later on Nahum picked it up. And when the people again of Nineveh fell so bad, Nahum came along and saw the plan against Nineveh finally come to pass because of rejection. But whenever we find the book of Jonah, Jonah went there and preached the simplicity of the gospel. This is what they were to do. What was the main message of the Old Testament? Faith and trust in Jesus. They called him Jehovah. And by trust in Jehovah, they could get saved. Then how were they supposed to walk after they were saved? By faith in the word of God. That's all of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 is hero after hero. And they operate in faith. What? This was not saving faith. They already had saving faith. This is the faith that whenever Noah heard about what God said, by faith, he built an ark. By faith, Abraham left his nation and went to a place he didn't even know about. And time after time, we find this, that they did things in great 
great amounts simply because they put faith in God's word and faith in God's word is what caused them to grow. So we find the message is simply the same in the Old and the New Testament, but we have a greater revelation today because Jesus Christ has shown himself in fullness. And back then, again, they didn't receive the new birth. They received a position in God, but we received the new birth. We're actually born again. We couldn't be born again till the first begotten came along, which was Jesus Christ himself. So again, man is that pawn between God and Satan. And what has God given to us? He's given us the same message. What is our message? We can now go into all the world and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we can tell man that by accepting Jesus Christ, you will come into a position and a relationship with God that you never had before. But also every time a man chooses for God, it's another nail in Satan's coffin. Another chance, every time a person receives Jesus, guess what? Angels in heaven rejoice. They're having a shouting match. I can tell you what the angels in hell are doing. They're mad, they're angry because another person just proved they were wrong by saying no to God and yes to Lucifer and departing from heaven and following Lucifer. Now God has a chance to look at them and smile. We're told this in Ephesians chapter two, what a great chapter telling us our position in God and the fact that God has saved us so we can show forth his glory in this earth by people accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior. So man is here to settle the angelic conflict as the ultimate decider that God was right and Satan was wrong. We have the opportunity to tell the world as we witness to them. God was right in the first place. Satan was wrong in the first place. And if you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're going to walk into a peace that is unavailable to the world, a peace that man cannot have, a peace that passes all understanding by accepting Jesus Christ. And again, just as I said, every time a person receives Jesus as Lord and Savior, Satan is proven wrong again. And that's why he wants to, as Christians, he wants to stop us from witnessing. Listen, he'll do everything he can to stop you from accepting Jesus. But of course, that's your own will. and He can't change your will. Once a person, even though all, all hell's coming against them, even though there's a blindness that's upon them because of Satan, again, we can, we can stop that blindness, curse that blindness for the moment to where they have a clear choice for Jesus. We can't make a person get saved any more than God can make him get saved. And Satan can keep them from getting saved. It's a matter of their will. We appeal to their will. But every time we witness to somebody and suddenly they see Jesus and accept him, Satan tried his best to keep from getting saved, but now he'll go into high gear to keep them from becoming mature. Why? Because if a person is saved, they're going to heaven. But if they become a disciple, they're going to take many others with them. That's why God left us here. For as disciples, we are to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, people come to know Jesus. And this is what causes angels in heaven to rejoice angels that fell with Satan to, to literally lament and become angry, but it still makes Satan more and more determined. He's going to stop God, stop Christians, and stop the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I love what Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. So man is here to settle the angelic conflict as the ultimate decider that God was right and Satan was wrong. Neither God nor Satan can coerce a person to accept or reject Jesus. They can influence, but they cannot force or decide for man. Man's will is the issue. God in sovereignty cannot choose for man, and Satan, who is not sovereign, 
also cannot force people to not choose Jesus. It's up to us. That's why we've been sent to preach the gospel. And that's why we depend on the Holy Spirit to minister to them, to draw them, to influence them. But we pray for them that ultimately they will accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I'm gonna close on this verse of scripture because here's what happened. When Jesus went to the cross, eventually went to hell for three days and three nights, but on his way out, he stopped by a place called Tartarus. And this is where angels are bound. Second Peter 3.19, by which the resurrection, he went and preached. The Greek word here for preach means to make a proclamation. By the resurrection, he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, the spirits in prison, are the fallen angels. And the word here for prison is the word Tartarus. And all I can tell you what that proclamation had to be was, God told you billions of years ago, I'm right. I'm here to tell you, I'm here to prove. I told you so. And so Jesus Christ arose in great power after that day. Satan has shifted into high gear to try to stop the church and he just can't do it. Oh, I'm glad I'm part of the church and I'm glad you're part of the church. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.